You ready? Couple, couple minutes after uh, two o'clock in studio time. Welcome to the podcast uh, on the air. An hour from now, three to seven o'clock. Thank you for listening to that show with some music and lots of other things going on. Uh, we have a new contest happening with, uh, with Smart Speaker and Miley Cyrus, so that's on the air, Q105, 37, each and every weekday. And then I'm also on the air on uh, the weekends, Saturday, 11 to 2, and then Sunday, 12 to 6. You can't get away from me. It's okay. Um, relatively speaking, I have a very um, easy job, I have easy job, easy profession, so I'm, I'm happy to help out in whatever uh, way I can. I think we have St. Jude Radiothon going around at other stations here today, but welcome to the show, welcome to the podcast. You probably don't hear another voice right now, and you will not. Today, when I got up, um, I'm a little... I'm a little concerned. I, I got my energy back. Like after I was off and, and isolating for the week, got my energy back. I wasn't feeling so sluggish anymore. And then uh, the last two nights I haven't slept well. And uh, yesterday was not the gym workout I wanted. Today was uh, was no workout. But like we talked about yesterday with Dr. Kang, no all or nothings. Um so I've, I've been somewhat productive today and that'll, that'll hopefully keep my mood up and uh, I will fend off the sluggishness. But point is, the podcast was, was fit a 50-50 proposition uh, coming over to the station today. But a couple of things to get to. Um, we'll get to the thing, the places, the supermarket and the mega market that you add an S on to. And I think it's, it's turned into... Not, it's a it's a heated but fun discussion. Like nobody's at each other's throats, and I would have left it alone. It's it's one of these nuggets that I found uh, on the Toledo Reddit page, and uh, it's nice. It's a small little community there. I find lots of things to talk about. I also see how many people complain about cable or how many people go, "What's a good place for pizza?" And I'm like, "Oh God, shoot me!" So for the 82% of posts that don't do anything for me. The other 18 are like, oh, so this one thing is, is some gold here, both on the air, on my Facebook page, and we'll get to it in a second. Can we start with the uh, with the Bowser name change? Um, I should have expected it, but it's been uh, a less tense and less heated handful of weeks. As, as I expected, someone has been quiet, as uh, as the impending L, and we get closer to inauguration day, that person is kind of quieted, and we've been able to shift our focus and attention and energies and emotions and passions to other things. Um, but this got heated locally on some of the some of the online posts that I saw, and I do my best to avoid them. So maybe it wasn't as loud and as contentious as I thought. But uh, Bowser changed their name, and we haven't heard this story since, what, the, the summertime when we started to give a second or third or hundredth look at um, monoliths, statues, um, names of places that revere some fairly abhorrent causes, individuals, and, and places. Um, I actually expected Columbus Day to be really angsty, but... I guess we were all up over our heads in election stuff. We just kind of overlooked it. So it was the Bowser Rebels. And whenever we talked about this in the summertime, people brought up, uh, and, and some places have, I think, decided to change if they had the, the nickname or the logo of Rebels, um, whatever level of school or whatever place it was, they, they reconsidered it and maybe even changed it. And I don't know 
where those places are nationally. A couple of places, to, um, uh, UNLV, the the university, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, they're the running rebels. Um, I don't know if they've changed that, but rebels was always fascinating to me, and I'm and I'm all for. Um, trying to take a very 30,000-foot view on these things. And for the longest time with with the Washington football team, um, to a point I was like, I don't don't hear as many Native Americans as I'd expect voicing their disdain for that. And I just wanted to hear more. Um, I I thought it was probably the right thing for for it to go away because Redskin, it's it's slur. It's a slur. Um, When you're talking about like Indians and Chiefs, that does seem more reverential, but I'm not necessarily going to put my opinion out there because I am not the aggrieved person, as I told somebody on Facebook last night. Um, Like if there were some kind of um, Jewish slur, there is a Jewish slur. It rhymes with bike and starts with K. At least that's what I think the spelling is. Not that, that's slur. Like, but hey, look, the way things come about and then we let them go for a long, long time and then our perspectives change or or the right people begin to have their voices heard and go, hold on a second. This is ne- I know this has been a thing for a long time, but like we've never been cool with this. And then people go, oh, okay. Oh, we hear you now, as we should. Um, and that's why context, we hear the word context a lot. The context is, is important. Um Objectivity is important, and perspective is important. Um, a quick example, you know, I always go to sports. They don't put you in the Hall of Fame the moment you retire. Some people will obviously go to the LeBron Jameses of the world and Dwayne Wade and Steph Curry, but then there are other people that need more thought and consideration, and we have to understand their context in history and maybe maybe what they're, they accomplished and achieved um, during their career, when we look back with perspective, was not so great. Or maybe we overlooked it and go, wow, this person didn't get the accolades because they were overshadowed by LeBron James or Steph Curry, but they were a legendary player. Perspective is so important, and I'm glad to see people taking that, even if some of these online discussions become heated and very angry. The Rebels one has always been interesting to me, and I'm just going to, I'm not going to going to go on much longer with this. Because, yes, I guess in many ways, teams and places were named rebels for the Confederacy, which is a thousand percent bad. I don't want to hear any excuses. Uh, yes, I'm sure there were decent human beings fighting for the Confederacy, and, and they, they didn't understand the enormity of what was going on. And, and they just were following their their Southern pride and, and fighting for the, the, the rights of those states and all that stuff. And it wasn't about, like... It wasn't pure racism. It wasn't, I'm going to keep these black people working for me at all cost. At all cost. But I'm sorry, it's a confederacy. It was terrible. Like as a whole, it was awful. And we should do our best to leave it in history. We should learn about it and learn more about it and teach it differently so we don't put up statues of confederate generals and things like that which is likely to never happen again i'm sorry i'm belaboring it so when you when we think when when rebels uh rebels is confederacy well there are other kind of rebels and maybe i'm underthinking this or overthinking it pick one but rebels can be uh, like when you use certain slurs like that's all it can be used for with rebels like in a way um i'm a rebel i'm 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 
different. We've established this among my friends and you and I and the podcast. And um, sometimes I I aim to be contrarian because I see things differently. Other or I want to see another perspective and just challenge you to think a little bit and be thought provoking. Um, other times I truly believe that and I don't care what your opinion is and I'm just going to think differently like this and we'll get to that shortly. Um, so there are lots of ways to be a rebel, but if what your entity is, is a rebel to salute and revere the Confederacy, that's bad. And again, to succinctly sum all this up, um, somebody I was tweeting with yesterday, I, I got uh, into a, a torrent of Jordan Strack tweets with somebody he was having a discussion with and just some random guy on Twitter. He's like, yes, uh, there's a major difference. Uh, and, and when it comes to offending others and one includes hate when it's Confederate rebel and like Billy Idol, rebel yell. <laughs> Um, are you a rebellious teenager? You're smoking or you're rebelling because you're not smoking when all your friends are. So rebel has a broadness to it unless, again, your rebel defines or salutes confederacy. Bad. Uh, again, me being a, a contrarian. So there was a, a, fa- a post on Reddit yesterday and somebody was asking how and where did people here start adding an S to Kroger and Meyer most specifically? I don't think they say Walmarts. And I was utterly fascinated by it. I, I When I saw this last night, I threw my comment. They said, why, why was an S added to Kroger? And I said, don't forget Myers, LOL. And I said, I think it's just a Midwest thing. And I got a lot of upvotes on the uh, Toledo Reddit. So that made me feel good. And then we got a a grammatical and nearly scientific deep dive on the Reddit page talking about how if you go back decades, some of these places were mom and pop places. So there was a possessive nature to the S and that made a lot of sense that I should probably read those right now, but I I think I conveyed that. But again, when you say, yeah, I went to Kroger's and again, I know what you mean because I've lived here long enough. But when you say I went to Kroger's, And again, this is me being contrarian, being a little rebellious. Um, If I, if I were new to the Midwest and new to here and you said, I, yeah, I went to Kroger's, I would be like, I would be thinking, did you go to multiple Kroger's? Because when you say it, I can't see if there's an apostrophe or not. And whatever the correct grammatical way would be of making it a possessive. Does that make sense? So and and of all the things that I want to I want to argue you on um, and be passionate about, I'm going to let you have the W for for Kroger's and Myers and all that stuff. And when I'm feeling snarky, which is always, I'm going to go. I will ask you, did you go to how? What did you need to go to multiple Kroger's for? My mom would go to multiple Shoprite locations, but she wouldn't go to Shoprite's. But again, there are all different kinds of grammatical way of going about things. We we have different vernaculars and different lexicons all over the country. It is a small symptom, not a good or a bad way, but it is a small symptom of what makes us so different as a country and 330 million people. And that's why we have been yelling at each other um, most recently about the election and so many other things. It's hard to get 330 million people on the same page about things. Um, and you, you know, 
Uh, there are other things that I say that probably jump out to you. On my Facebook page, it's like 50-50, whether it's soda or pop. To me, it's soda. The other things that always jump out, and I, I, you will never change what I say, although, so back where I'm from, we call them tractor trailers. Here, they're called semis, and I have adopted, I've swapped out tractor trailer for semi. It's easier to say. Uh, the other ones, uh, it, it'll always be soda. And nobody ever says pop on TV or movies unless it's unless they're being very detail-oriented and it takes place in a, in a pop-laden area. Um, but I get it. Most entertainment is shot in New York or L.A. So um, I say sneakers, not tennis shoes. I'm like, Michael Jordan wasn't wearing tennis shoes. Now, you might say he was wearing basketball shoes, but... Um, I could say he had basketball sneakers, tennis sneakers. So I'm a sneakers person. I always will be. And the last one that you get me on is, uh, hey, can I offer you a lollipop? You mean a sucker? Isn't the sucker somebody who's kind of like a a dullard? Like I just pulled a fast one on that guy because he's a sucker. Whatever. Uh, Like These are all fun things to to argue about as opposed to the things that we've argued about and wanted to claw each other's eyes out over the last uh, handful of months and or years. So... To show you, it's funny. We are unfortunately so silo-minded. We believe that what we think and know and have experienced is all that exists. And I'm guilty of this as well. Um, although I have I have been very fortunate enough to have been in... Uh, to have moved around a lot in, in my life. And I think that there's some, some data out there that says like the average person doesn't ever go or do anything meaningful much more than like 20 for a long period of time, much more than like 25 miles from their home or 25 minutes from their home. It's something like that. And I've had great experience to, to go in like the Eastern half of the country and be at a lot of different places. And I'm very thankful and grateful for all that. And they're all, they're all different. Um, the perfect example of, Oh, this is the way it is. This it's like this everywhere. It usually happens like just a couple of, like a couple of months or so ago. Um, where it's 68 and sunny one day, and then it snows four inches the next. And I see only in in Ohio, and then when I lived in Michigan, that same thing would happen. I mean, literally, because Michigan is 20 minutes from where I'm sitting. Only in Michigan, nah, especially since the weather's broken these days, uh, that's a lot of places. Like, I remember that happening quite often where I lived back home in Philadelphia. So almost like the whole Northeast and, and, and the Mid-Atlantic. And the other thing, I remember we discussed this a couple of years ago in the old show. Um, so what geographic part of the country are we located in? By the way, uh, going back to finish that thought, of, like we're so silo-minded. And I'm guilty of it at times, but I'll come back to what we're the geographic part. But there's a graphic, and ask me for it if you want. And it's some kind of old... Uh, Chinese parable or something, Asian parable, where there's five blind men touching different parts of an elephant. And they and they're all they all think the animal looks completely different from the other one, from the other person's description of it. And it just goes to show you that like we are a prisoner of our own experiences. And that sucks. That's why it pays to what have we heard this year? Listen. What part of the country do we live in? You probably said Midwest. And I think that that's just stuck. But you know me, I can be very literal. Um, I would say geographically speaking, 
we don't live in the in the Midwest. If you want to be really, really vague and broad, this is not not the Mid Atlantic in some ways or the Northeast. Um, I think it's more Northeast Mid Atlantic than Midwest. To me, Midwest is like once you get past Chicago. Um, in fact, like what is it? St. Louis, the Arts is the gateway of the West. But then again, I think Midwest has hung on here because. 150 that will do, will be safe 200 years ago like we didn't go past we didn't go much past Illinois so yeah this was the Midwest but I think geographically speaking it's the Mid East right but in the same way I'm not going to change your mind sneakers versus tennis shoes we're not going to be able to get people to go uh, over in the Mid East part of the country Ohio parts of Michigan that's just not going to happen um, what else do we have to get to today? Oh, I wanted to give you, uh, today's the, well, tonight will be the first night of Hanukkah. And I was thinking, um, I would do the reading of Hanukkah, uh, often at, um, Jewish celebrations. And I'm, I'm only talking about Passover and Hanukkah because I only really know the big ones. I'm a bad Jew. I am very sorry. We'll come back to that in a second. I saw there's something, uh, kind of neat happening at the Valentine. Story time. Uh, it's called School Days. And let's see. It is a reading of books from the headline. Uh, and the blade said, Local Celebrities. And it's a virtual story time. Each story is told by a Toledo celebrity reading with gusto and a hint of levity. Some are actors, mayors, veterinarians, and dancers, while others are teachers and doctors or instrument players. Um, this is not be me going... Don't you know who I am? Do you know how many followers I have? Uh, because actually, I don't have that many on Twitter or Instagram for how much I use it. And I will, ne- I will, I am not. Don't you know who I am? Um, I, in fact, I was just telling somebody yesterday when people ask what I do and they don't know me at all, I am very reluctant. I'm very reticent to share. Um, and I just go, yeah, I work, I work in media because I, I am. I have to come off as I have to be loud and have thought have forceful thoughts and opinions um, doing this. So it makes me sound like an arrogant asshole and filled with hubris, but I'm, I'm really not. In some ways I am, we all are, uh, but I'm actually pretty modest. But I would love to do this. And um, if you want to go watch these, valentinetheater.com. It looks like uh, 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 Mark, no, I just missed the name, sorry. Matt Lentz is the Valentine's marketing director. And uh, if it's not too late, um, I would love to be a part of this, but it looks like they probably have everybody lined up. Uh, so let's see. The The books are Tammy Sowers' Chicken Dance, Preschool Through Third Grade, um, E.L. Konensberg's From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. Is it Basil? Uh, Shakespeare's As You Like It, a Shakespearean comedy. Lucy Maud Montgomery's Anne of Green Gables. Uh, Danny Schnitzlin, great name, the monster of Who Ate My Peas. Got a suggestion for a book I should read? I'd love to do it. Whether we just do it here on the podcast or uh, or Facebook Live or something, I would enjoy doing that. And again, I am not don't you know who I am person. If I if you ever catch me doing that, um, you have the right to uh, don't punch me. Tweet nasty things at me. Hit me with a mean tweet. So, Hanukkah. Um, in, uh, in the Jewish heritage, uh, when Hanukkah comes around, it's pretty common to tell the story of Hanukkah. When Passover comes around in April or March, and it usually links up pretty close to Easter because those two are 
Help me out here. Help me out here, uh, OG Bible, OG or OT Old Testament people. They are linked. Like Jesus' Last Supper was Passover, and that's why they're linked. I don't know why Hanukkah and Christmas are always nearby. There's been a couple of times in my life where Hanukkah has been in November, which obviously Christmas is the same time every year, 24th and 25th. Hanukkah moves. I don't know why. But oftentimes, I'd say maybe every other year, every third year, Hanukkah, because it's eight days, overlaps with Christmas. And I was reading something today that says, Hanukkah is not the Jewish Christmas, but it's similar in the sense that it often falls in December and uh, you know that we get presents, actually, eight crazy nights. Let's start there. So uh, I've often been asked, do you really get eight gifts? Thanks for asking. Um, As far as when I was growing up as a kid, we usually did a Hanukkah night at uh, at Grammy Weisberg's house and uh, some of my dad's cousins would come over and there was more people on my dad's side of the family than my mom's. My mom's side was very small. Uh, and I don't know if my mom's mom, Grammy Bale, and Uncle Jeff would come to Grammy Weisberg's house. But we'd have a big Hanukkah at Grammy Weisberg's. That's my dad's mom. And uh, there'd be a big gift exchange. And uh, it would. my grandpa made great latkes. My grandpa was a very good cook with what he liked cooking, like latkes... His fried matzah was good, and I can't remember the other things. But his latkes, like he could do some things with matzah meal. He was Guy Fieri with matzah meal, um, if if I got that right. So usually, I I got into the habit of my I guess I had big eyes or I had lofty expectations as a kid, and uh, I I would usually want like a video game, and those things like Nintendo games were like I don't know forty fifty bucks. So I didn't get eight gifts. I got one gift, like one big gift from my parents. Maybe there was some extraneous stuff. Like if I got one big gift, but my, I, I guess I really wanted a Transformer or something, like that got tossed in because that was like eight bucks. God, can we go back to the days of Transformers that I want being $8? Uh, so yeah, I usually just got one big gift, but I did have friends who would get um, like eight smaller gifts or eight medium-sized gifts. And if they were really affluent Jewish people, they got eight big gifts. Like they got eight video games or they like got Nintendo the first night and then a game every night after. Good for you for being rich Jewish people. So that was my Jewish tradition. And to take the gift-giving thing a step further, um, when I was a little, little boy, I waited for Santa Claus. I remember going to see Santa Claus. And then as I got older... I would think back, I'm like, he ain't Jewish. Why the hell did they take me to see Santa Claus? And what was Santa Claus coming to our house for? Um, and I also wondered when I was a little boy, and th- this made me put all the pieces together uh, when I was an adult, and I was like, okay, th- now, now, I, now I get it. And I've never shared this story before, so, and I don't even know if my dad and I, if I told my dad now, he might not remember this. So, and when I knew that Santa Claus would come to our house, my dad... Santa, uh, or mom, Santa, uh, Santa's used the chimney and we don't have chimneys. Is that going to be a problem? And my parents say they, they, they'd leave the door open for Santa. Though I don't know if they ever left any food, but that's smart because the dogs would have gotten it. Yeah, we've had dogs my whole life. And I do remember when I was a little, little boy and I'd go to bed, I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night, which for me would be like 945 
and I'd go sit at the top of the stairs waiting for Santa, and my mom or dad would look up and go, Santa's not here yet. He won't come unless you go to bed. The thing I've got to find out from my dad, remember my mom passed away five years ago, is, whoa. Why are you doing why are we doing that for me? Like we're Jewish. We don't do Christmas. And I'm guessing the answer, and this is why I guess I've never asked them. They just wanted me to be a part of the season because more more people I think, well, most people here where we live, yeah, the majority of humanity here in the United States celebrates Christmas. And they wanted they didn't want me to miss out on that. So shout out to Natalie and Barry for doing that. Cool stuff. Now, do you know the story of Passover? Of course, you know something of it because that's the Ten Commandments movie that takes 88 hours whenever it is. Is that on Easter Sunday and Charlton Heston and let my people go and get out of Egypt and uh, split the Red Sea and all that stuff. So you have a vague idea of that. You're probably wondering, boy, I wish Eric would tell me the story of Hanukkah. Okay, here's what I can give you. Again, I don't know how the gifts wind up. Um, So there were some, my, the Jewish people are, the Jewish people, the Israelites always fighting that's why I say like we were like the OG slaves. Somebody always wanted to enslave or fight or take over or overpower the Jews. I don't get it. Um, it's because I didn't pay good enough. Well, I don't know if anybody ever gave me that 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 explanation, but we learned about all these things when I went to Hebrew. I went to Sunday school, Hebrew school every Sunday, and I fucking hated it. I didn't want to wake up early and go. I just wanted to sleep until football came on. I hated Hebrew school. And one of the greatest days of my life was when I looked at my dad after my bar mitzvah and I'm like, I don't have to go to Hebrew school anymore, do I? He's like, no, you're you're, you're good. So, um, the story of Hanukkah. It should be made into a movie. Um, This way I don't have to share it because I am am not good with this. I'll give it to you the best I can. Uh, People were trying to kill the Jewish people again. I'll call them the bad people. <laughs> and um, I think during one of the battles, one of the temples was wrecked. And then, you better not be going to Wikipedia right now, one of the temples was wrecked. And uh, they had to do something religious and light some kind of candle with oil. But they didn't think it was going to last long. I'm struggling here. I'm sorry. And they didn't think it was going to last long. And this is this is bad. Like bad sign from God and all the religious stuff that you believed back then. And then, wouldn't you know it, the little oil that they had for this little candle that could lasted eight days. And that's the story of Hanukkah. <laughs> I don't know who won the fight. I don't know if we won or lost. But I know the one of the battles that we lost, they were worried the oil wasn't going to be able to light the candles or whatever they were lighting back then. Maybe it was a vape. Maybe it was a peace pipe. Maybe it was some weed. I don't know. But it lasted for eight days. And bang, we got Hanukkah. Thanks for being here on today's podcast. Tomorrow, uh, Bethany and Philip, and uh, it's it's on Facebook, so that means I can just share it here. Bethany's parents, and she held this from us, and, and that she's told, I have a newfound respect for her to be able, for her being able to keep very deep private secrets like this. Uh, her parents are not doing well; they are doing better. Both of her parents and her brother caught COVID. And her mom was in rough shape. Her dad was in rougher shape. And it's been touch and go whether or not he was going to need to be on a ventilator. And and Bethany and her family are absolutely vexed and flummoxed as to how and where they got it. Because they go to work, they, they wear masks, they come home, and that's it. Even more so, um, you want to talk about like some kind of holy miracle. Uh, they were all together for Thanksgiving. 
Um, not Bethany talked about this. It wasn't a, a bigger, it was a smaller gathering than usual. And uh, Bethany didn't get it. Her husband, Josh, didn't get it. And most thankfully, the whole, the whole miracle, uh, little Maddie, who is two months old, didn't get it. So I want Bethany talk about that tomorrow. Thanks for being here today. And uh, I know a lot of other podcasts ask this, so I guess it would help us out. But again, we're not trying to conquer uh, the world here. We're not trying to top any iTunes list or anything, or uh, Apple podcast list. The only thing we want to be, we want to be the biggest and best podcast in Toledo, Northwest Ohio. So if you would rate, review, or subscribe, rate, and review, and share, I would greatly appreciate it. Bye!